Elio, come on. Yeah. Chop, chop. <laughs> Dave, we could rewind this podcast. You were having a panic attack after question two. <laughs> it's getting tense, guys. Can you feel the tension in here? I can. <laughs> your, your eye just flickered. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like watching Spurs with him. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Plus Dave podcast, a Tottenham Hotspur-themed show brought to you by a team of very happy Spurs fans and a slightly less happy Leeds fan called Dave. It is Saturday the 26th of February. We have just come fresh from the pub, having watched a rather interesting game between Spurs and Leeds, which we are, of course, going to talk about in a lot of detail very shortly. I'm sorry to say, Dave, but uh, credit to him for being here, of course. We're also going to talk about the Burnley game, which we're going to fleet over very quickly because I don't think any of us really want to talk about it in too much detail. A look ahead to a couple of upcoming games, of course, and our usual features, Challenge Elio to round off the show as well. And it's a special one this week because with the Leeds and Spurs match in mind, we have gone back to our Elio versus Dave face-off for a spectacular return, which we're all very excited about. And Joe, who sits to my right-hand side, has been instrumental in putting that together. Joe, are you excited about this episode today? I mean, it's crazy. We're actually in a proper studio with proper producers looking through a glass window <laughs> at us, telling us what to do. We've got proper equipment. We have indeed. The quiz is going to be fun. It's a very special episode yeah. today. As Joe said, we are in Kennington Film Studios today. The guys there have been oh so kind in helping us today and putting us up for our episode, very special episode. So we're all feeling out of our depth in an extremely professional environment right now with fancy microphones. And we're going to try and do the setting justice. Also joining me today, as always, is Elio. Elio, how are you feeling today? You feel like you can live up to this environment? Um, I think think this environment will bring the best out of us we we we're gonna have far better production far better challenge elio questioning today than we ever have usually so <laughs> because i haven't been involved okay i i see i see elio i think you were made for this personally i feel like this is very becoming of you and i think we're going to do absolutely fine i'm going to come to my final guest last because i think if he really had the uh, final say he wouldn't be here ideally but he's made it along anyway dave Welcome to the Plus Day podcast. It's not been the best day for you, but I hope you're at least somewhat happy about today and the fact that we get to do this in such style. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, Dags. Uh, yes, I'm, uh, I'm at quite a low ebb. It's mm. sad times at the moment. Bigger than Spurs. Yeah. Much bigger than Spurs. We could have just seen the last game of Marcelo Bielsa. I'm getting mm. a lot of activity on the old Twitter feed at the moment. Uh, and the Athletic are running a story to say that he is actually going. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite sad at the moment. It's understandable. And to be fair, we've all sat here in very similar circumstances with very similar sentiments. Enough times with you here to uh, try and cheer us on through. So Yeah, we'll Nuno, Nuno leaving was exactly the same. <laughs> exactly. But we'll, we'll get on to that. We don't That's talk about before. Nuno. We, well, we don't. We don't. We might have to bleep that out. But we're going to talk, talk about the Leeds game, of course, in a lot of detail. We'll get on to that in just a moment. But before we do, let's take our minds back to slightly worse performance, slightly worse result, the Burnley game. Um, Ellie, I'm going to come to you first. You can cast your mind back to the game. It was almost written in the stars really wasn't it we just had that great performance against man city we just blown them away game plan was excellent and it was pretty much the exact inverse against burnley wasn't it i think we all knew it was coming <laughs> i think after the highs of last weekend we just expected the burnley game to bring out the worst in spurs and it did we're mm. Listen, what it did is expose the problems that we've been talking about all season. We lack craft in our team. We lack that sort of X factor to really deal with a team that we have to play through. City perfect for us yeah. and 
leads today to an extent yeah to an extent perfect for us the reasons i gave for why we're city's bogey team are the very reasons why we struggle against any well-drilled well-organized side Mm. i'm glad i was not in burnley midweek i'm very glad about that (laughs) yeah i mean we quoted a tweet last week didn't we saying i've just put all my life savings on us to lose to burnley because i know how this works and and it's not just the spursy factor is it the fact that we just go up and down and we win one game and then we lose another one it is it is exactly as you say we struggle to play against teams that just have this kind of low block very organized sit deep and try and hit us on the counter and what's the answer to that because i mean we're not really is that all it comes down to because we're not the only team that struggle against teams that do that it's an effective strategy for a reason Mourinho built a career on it right so you can get so far on the team being well balanced well drilled and having an identity but when you come up against a side like that you need more imagination than get the ball to Kane to pass to Son or get the ball to Son to pass to Kane Mm. and we didn't have that craft we didn't have that imagination and that's been the story of Spurs for a couple of years now it's almost the converse of what we had under Pochettino all those years back I know I always romanticize back to Pochettinian times but uh, and yes I did just Pochettinian adjectivize that error but uh, I think it's fitting but Pochettinian um, era but there's a reason why we romanticize it and it's because we played wonderful football and Mm. we don't play wonderful football now we play good Premier League football and Unfortunately, that's not enough if you want to be a top-level side when you come up against these stubborn, stubborn sides. And that's what Burnley have built their entire survival in this league on. And they've done it to Spurs more than enough times, including Mm. last season, including Pochettino's sort of final hurrah as well. It's what they do. And that's where we become a soft touch. It's the running theme throughout supporting Spurs, isn't it? The fact that we're just always on the edge, knocking on the door of the really, really big teams. And and Joe, I want to ask you, we've just seen the very best and the very worst, or perhaps not the very worst, but we've seen the two extremes of Spurs to an extent. What is it that separates us, based on the Burnley game, really, and the fact that we showed today what we can do against a team that opens up a bit? What is it that separates us from the title challenges? What is the main difference in your mind? Well, something that player that can unlock a defence, really, isn't it? You know, Mm. I know we've got good passing patterns and, you know, when, when Son and Kane are on it and very much with Kulisevsky at the moment. Yeah. Really good breaking forward with some good wing-back options, it would seem. Um, but <laughs> but it, we don't have that player like, you know, again, that post Ericsson period. We don't have anyone that can unlock, come pick a defence. And, you know, we were all... I don't think we were even joking after the Man City podcast where we said, I bet we lose to Burnley or draw. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think we're all quite serious about that. So it really wasn't a shock to lose 1-0 there. Yeah. I think the shock for me isn't so much in what happened against Burnley. It's in the fact that we've had three games where we're clear favourites, Southampton, Wolves, Burnley. All right, no disrespect to Wolves and Southampton, but at home to both of those, you expect us to take the spoils. And from those nine points, we got none. And yeah. if if we'd got a win and a draw and a loss, you'd think, OK, we've not taken advantage of a good position, but at least it's something. Getting nothing from those three fixtures with, for all intents and purposes, a better squad and a better first team than all yeah. those sides is, I don't want to say it plants seeds because ultimately I have a lot of time for Conte. I love what he's doing so mm-hmm. far, but it does just make you think, hang on a second. You always judge a manager by results at the end of the day and yeah. we have to give him time. I don't want him going anywhere until the end of next season, quite frankly, so long as he wants us, obviously, because that plays a role too. <laughs> That's uh, another discussion but, altogether, but yeah. But you've got... You've got to do better when you've got better players than the opposition. And it's not as if we'd been hammered into the ground with three games a week or anything like that. So you do have to wonder why the manager who 
absolutely taught Guardiola a lesson a week ago in mm. terms of that match. And, and he did. Like, City, I told you the entire time, I was never worried when they had the ball because of the way we play. You kind of knew after a few minutes how that game was going to go. Yeah. You also knew after a few minutes how it was going to go against Wolves and against Burnley. And that yeah. just makes me think that, you know what, you may not have the best players in the league, but you've got better players than these guys. And this is too much in a short space of time. So I, yeah. I think and I hope he's had a bit of a look at himself as well. It just shows how important today was, really, because let's not beat around the bush. On paper, if we had lost today, you look at the results over the last five games. That would have been five Managers out of six. have been sacked for less. I know we're talking about Bielsa maybe having had his last game and maybe being on thin ice. And you imagine Conte probably, he's got a little bit more leeway because of who he is and what he's achieved in the past and the fact that we probably don't want to go through another manager. But managers have been sacked for less, right? Absolutely. But I guess... If you go for Conte mid-season, you at least give him a summer to get it right. We're not going down. We're probably not getting top four. Might get top six. Probably not getting top four. Mm. So I think at this point, it's a case of what are we going to do that's better than Conte going into next season? Nothing. He is by Mm. far the best manager we could have at the club. No contest. So I think there's just going to be an element of giving him the summer, trying to back him best we can within our financial constraints because we don't have a bottomless pit of money like some clubs. and go into next season and then if sort of first quarter of next season we're looking a bit more like we did today and Mm -hmm. against City than we did against Wolves and Burnley I'm not including Southampton because that was a bit of a crazy game to tell you the truth but Wolves and Burnley especially then if we're looking like the right version of us Mm -hmm. fine but if we're not after he's been backed and he must be backed he must be backed, but if we're not looking like we should, then that's the time to ask questions. Now's not the time to ask questions. Now he's just had his first bad run after starting off with a really good run. And I suppose it's worth mentioning as well that both Burnley and Wolves have hit a bit of a crest of a wave and they're in pretty good form generally. I suppose that comes into it. But Dave, I want to get your opinion on this. I mean, you said when we hired Conte, you said we've now immediately got one of the three best managers in the league. Elio then jumped in and said, in the league or in the world? But he said at least in the league. He's by all accounts a very good, successful manager who's done very well with teams in the past. Is this exposing our squad right now, the form that we've had today aside? Obviously, you know, we can talk about today. We will do. But are we now seeing the shortfalls in the Spurs squad depth by the fact that a world-class elite manager isn't getting the results he should do out of us? Um, it's a good question. I'm not sure that there's that much lacking squad depth in your team. I mean, obviously, we can only go on what we've last seen. Yeah. And what we've last seen is your second-choice left-back and your second-choice right-back yeah. rip Leeds not to shreds. But then again, maybe we're talking about levels here and we're talking about, you know, beating Leeds is one thing, but beating a stubborn Burnley side is actually another thing, which... Mm is mind-boggling and very frustrating from a Leeds fan. But yeah, maybe it does show that lack of invention, that lack of ability to unlock a door, to uh, to coin a phrase. Yeah. But yeah, I think the chances are that the investment isn't going to be on some of those places that maybe we do think they are weaker at the moment. I mean, we've talked about it before, haven't we? We've talked about you know the things that we were missing in the January transfer window, and we mm. talked about midfielders, and we talked about a centre-back, and we got the midfielders, we didn't get the centre-back. So... By definition, the probably the next people you sign is going to be a centre-back, and that's not necessarily going to make you any better against Burnley, is it? So it's a strange yeah. one when you think about it like that. And sometimes, you know, I hate to say it because I don't want Burnley to go on a run, but sometimes you know, Burnley have that ability to shut up shop, beat you with the counter-attack, beat yeah. you, or oh, even worse, beat you with a set-piece. But yeah, I'm not convinced. I think we will see what he's all about next season. And I think yeah. Elio's right in the sense that you know fourth would be a bonus 
but also based on the fact that we, well, the rest of the league will probably do you a few favours if you finish fourth. But in the top six, into Europe next season, mm. give that a decent go and have a summer where Conte can actually pick a few more players out and ship the squad the way that he wants it to. That's where it needs to be. Yeah. And speaking of doing people favours, we've made the league a little bit more interesting, haven't we? One week we're blowing the title race wide open. The next week we're making the relegation battle a whole different story. That's probably one not... way of putting it. That's <laughs> We haven't done you any favours, Dave. I mean, one way or another, that's probably safe to say. Well, let's talk about the Leeds game, right? Because I think we want to talk about that quite a lot. Well, I say we. Three of us want to talk yeah. about that quite a lot. Let me congratulate you, Dave, on making history. Can you tell our listeners what record Leeds have just set today after that game? I'm sorry. I mean, Dave. on a knowledge level, I can. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Let's hear it. Yeah, basically, I believe we are the first team to ever concede 20 goals in a calendar month in the Premier League. Spectacular. Cool. On a serious note, I mean, what are your thoughts overall? I mean, I know you've always been a big fan of Bielsa, and, and most Leeds fans are, rightly so. He's done an amazing job. But are you now thinking, are you starting to doubt it? Any Leeds fan is a Bielsa fan. Yeah. It's, it's impossible not to underestimate the like seismic shift in the club since he started three and a half years ago. I don't mind losing to Spurs and Manchester United and to yeah. Liverpool. But it's the manner in the loss to Liverpool, not necessarily to Man United. I thought, you know, we came out swinging in the second half of Man United and it was a balmy game with yeah. the weather as well. Um, oh, but the, but the, the 6-0 defeat to Liverpool was toothless and it was over before it started. And today, to be honest, it, it followed a very similar pattern in the sense that we started brightly. We had a chance. You scored. Yeah. Straight away. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And that was the end of the game, basically. And it's a different game from that And you scored on. again very quickly, which is exactly what Liverpool did. And it was yeah. 3-0 at half time. The only difference was Van Dijk scored a header for them in the last minute. And mm-hmm. I think Mane scored one in injury time as well. So that is the only difference between that game and this game. And the manner of those defeats. Also, I, I picked up on it because I was paying attention to the Leeds players, but the lack of discipline mm. in that second half as well. A lot of unnecessary yellow cards, Fact, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of petulance. And you can tell when that kind of thing happens that that's when you start to worry. And obviously there's an article in The Athletic coming out to say that Bielsa has potentially managed his last game for Leeds. Yeah. It's, it's heartbreaking in a sense because he is, you know, there'll probably be a statue for Bielsa <laughs> for what <laughs> he you have anything to do. He'll yeah. always be remembered yeah. as the guy that took us out of that 16, 17 years of absolute despair outside the Premier League. Mm. But... It does feel like now, and I don't think it's even second season syndrome. I think it's just he is a victim of his own design. Mm. He's very focused on having that small squad, reliance on the 23s, but at the same time not potentially playing the 23s when it makes more sense to play the 23s. And he always, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when somebody gets injured, it all falls apart for us because he doesn't say, okay, our centre-back's injured the 23 centre-back off the bench. Who's playing the same system in that team. Takes Ailing, pulls him into centre-back. Yeah. Takes Dallas from midfield, puts him at right-back. Puts another person in midfield who doesn't necessarily want to play there. And then suddenly, we are not getting used to one new player in the game. We're getting used to four new positions in the game. And everybody who's thought, right, okay, I'm marking Jesse Lingard. This is what I do for the next 90 minutes. They have to think about something completely different that they weakening hadn't weakening more than in. one position when only one position needed to be weakened exactly exactly that's exactly what he's done and to an extent he's got away with that but he's been found out for that 
very recently in the last couple of games with injuries. Yeah. Is there an element, I want to ask you this, because there's so many parallels between the whole journey and how it's ending with Pochettino at Spurs, mm. who is also Bielsa's biggest disciple mm. pretty much in world football. Is there just an element of him being too loyal and too trusting of too small a group? Because with Pochettino, a big part of his downfall was that he persisted with Delhi long after he'd gone off the boil, Danny Rose long after he'd gone off the mm. boil, and it ended up sort of just Dembele up until he just decided himself, I need to go to China and play at a slower pace and earn a lot of money. Um, <laughs> so is there is there just an element of him refusing to accept that certain players may not be able to do what they could at some point for him and him not actually finding alternatives for it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's absolutely a point. But it's it's funny thing because I can't be mad at him because it's not like this stubbornness and this single-mindedness has never worked and never will work. Absolutely. It's worked incredibly well for three and a half... I'm, I'm going to say it, for three and a half years, even to this point, only in the last week, with the manner of these two defeats, have I really been quite upset about mm. the way that we are playing currently because we still play good football because Bielsa's narrow-mindedness and his stubbornness today, is also... Exactly. And his utter belief that we should play football in the right well his way which is also yeah as agreed by pretty much every neutral in the <laughs> premier league the right way to play football yeah but the problem is that single-mindedness and that stubbornness when you lose ridiculously pivotal players like a world-class defensive midfielder mm. and a guy that scored 20 goals in the premier league last season yeah and the captain who's your defender i mean that is by definition the spine spine of a team. When you remove the spine from any team, I mean, Mm -hmm. look at how much Liverpool cried forever when they lost one (laughs) centre-back. I mean, we lost three. They're still crying now. I mean, Liverpool cry when they lose one throw-in. Well, that's true. true. (laughs) I just, I almost vicariously hurt through you on this because it just feels so, so familiar to what we mm. went through. Elio, like Elio we, we have nothing in common. We're not going to just cuddle and cry in the corner. <laughs> well, I want to cuddle and cry in the corner, Dave, but, but no, joke, joke side, like with us, it was, I understand what you say when you, you can't dislike the guy, you love the guy and who knows, even if in a couple of years you move through another manager and then he had a bit of a self-refresh, you may even want him back one day or something like that. All right, he's getting on a bit, but that always works. You, you always, you have that soft spot and it hurts you to admit that maybe it's not right anymore. I get that but if he does go who do you bring in then as a Leeds fan who do you want to who can actually work with what's by and large a squad of championship footballers with a few really really good top level players in Frank Lampard will be free by then (laughs) (laughs) I mean how's that sound Dave we 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 want him to stay till the end of the recording (laughs) I guess but uh, who do you bring in that can actually replicate what makes Leeds good well the talk at the moment is the former Leipzig manager I've forgotten his name now Jesse March. Jesse March, there you go. And that makes sense. You know, it's that kind of level that hopefully we'd be looking at. I mean, obviously, the fact that if potentially we'd be able to get that kind of name is actually testament to Leeds Mm -hmm. and the name that we are, because quite frankly, some managers could look at us and go, F that, they're a sinking stone. Let's not touch that with a barge pole. I don't want to manage the championship next season. Mm. So I think it needs to be someone who understands what Bielsa has been doing. It needs to ideally, ideally would be someone who has done some kind of training or some kind of understanding of Bielsa's methods because ultimately what Bielsa has done with a large percentage of that club, that team, that squad is miraculous. Like like Luke Ayling we were talking about during the game. Like we bought him off Bristol Sea for 200 grand. And he'd already been at the club for a year and a half, two years. And he was 
an okay right back. And he was the best right back in the championship for two mm. years in a row. And then he was an absolutely capable right back last season. Had a bad injury at the start of this season. Hasn't really come back the same. But, you know, that's that's football. And he's not the only example. Liam Cooper, his nickname at Leeds was League One Liam. <laughs> he's our captain. He became our captain when Bielsa joined because he realised that he was a voice in the dressing room and he could do that job as well as be the best defender in the championship, mm. which he became over those two years. And now we're crying for him to come back because he's currently injured. Even though we've got a very, very promising upcoming 21-year-old Dutch centre-back, a German international centre-back and a Spanish international centre-back, we want League One Liam back because he mm. is the definition of a BLC, he understands how to play. So I think we definitely we need to have a manager that understands where we've come from, understands the methods, but maybe take it that extra step. We were talking earlier about the George Graham to David O'Leary kind of transition. George Graham at Leeds had the defence sorted. David O'Leary came in and gave them the attacking option, the attacking flair. Maybe that's something we need as well. You know, yeah. we've got the, it's almost the inverse. We've got the attacking flair, but now we need to come in well, and we need to defend a Roma bit are soon to realise that Mourinho is a busted <laughs> I was about to say, you're not ready to give Big Sam a call just yet. No, it's we'll, not, go, not we'll go Poch before we go. Poch before Big Sam or Mourinho, Sam. yeah. I would love to see Pochettino at Leeds. Uh, oh yeah, we would. I mean, that does make sense. It's just, he's become a bit too big a name. We all We'd have to close down the podcast shortly. <laughs> yeah, that, that would cause some real friction. <laughs> well, look, Dave, you've successfully managed to avoid talking about the match for long enough. You've postponed it. So good effort there but we're going to get into it. Does anyone want to hazard a guess at what the respective XG was from the two teams today? Because this actually surprised me a little bit. You're really good. Joe's just looked at my notes. Joe's just looked at my notes. That is disgraceful behaviour. I'm glad he's not involved in the quiz later if this is his his game plan today. (laughs) I think it was closer than you'd think. I think there was a flattered us. Let's let's have your guess. 4-0. Listen, you know I hate XG. I don't know why you're doing this That's why I'm asking you. um, That's precisely why. Two and a half to two. Dave, what would you say? What would your guess? 1.8. 2.2. 1.8, 2.2. It was 2.14 to 1.7, which, I mean, that paints a bit of a picture. I mean, okay, I reckon 0.9 was that open goal. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's be honest, you can, you can always look at situations like that. But the point is, I mean, these are always creating chances, but I mean, for one, Spurs were actually taking their chances today, but it was obviously a very different game to the last one. Joe, you've been sitting there quietly looking at my notes in the corner there. Um, yeah. I want to get your thoughts. Yeah. When you saw the lineup today in the team sheet, what were your initial thoughts? Well, Panic? It, no, no, not at all. It, it, like, it made sense, especially at the front and back. I mean, Elio and I both commented, but it's just our least favourite <laughs> <laughs> double pivot in the middle. Yeah. It's not we, just you two. We, wing backs is, I mean, you know, what can you do with injuries? So it is what it is, but it just shows, and I'm, I'm speaking from before the match here, it just showed the lack of depth that we had. It was yeah. laughable. And Sessegnon and Doherty, we're probably our two best players today. So, mm. I mean, I, I still don't feel that we have incredible depth all of a sudden. But to be fair to those guys, they were outstanding in the first half in particular. Yeah, I think maybe Leeds was a very good team for those two in particular to be playing against. But I felt somewhat confident going into this, you know, especially with the way that kulosevsky has been slotting in and our defence seems a little bit better as long as people aren't crossing in, which seems to be Leeds' game plan at the start. Yeah. I put a tweet out when the lineup was announced asking people for a summary in a word or two about our midfield. And some of the responses were as follows not even championship level, relegation, and quite simply, shit from one follower. Uh, Elio, your sentiments were probably along those lines as well. Were you pleasantly surprised with the efforts of our four midfielders today? Like Joe said, the wing backs did really, really well. I think that's as good as Doherty's 
ever played. Sessignon's getting a bit more confident, which is nice to see. Not going to kid myself. I think that says a lot about how much space Leeds gave them to play. I mean, yeah. Hoybier puts a beautiful defence splitting pass over the top for Kane's goal. Hoybier doesn't do that. <laughs> yes, have the space to do that. Leeds, with the greatest of respect, were not playing Premier League football today. There was no pressing, there was no closing down. And none of these guys are useless footballers. If they're given the time that they'd get playing with the reserve team, then they're going to look good. And yeah. that's what they had today. I still don't want to see that for as uh, a pairing of defense behind them lovely attack in front of them great the mm. four guys in the middle Sessignon is the only one that I would ever think could and maybe that's just because he's still a baby he's the only one I think could ever really step up to being what we need as a first fixture yeah. the other three they're we, not for me we were saying earlier it's, it's easy to forget how young Ryan Sessignon is it because he seems to have been around forever since he was about 15 just coming mm. through as this really highly rated youngster and he's obviously you know been about a couple of clubs and he's not really broken into our team but what is he 21 he's 21 mm. but that's the thing he is 21 what Defenders. was Gareth Bale doing at that age Gareth Bale at that age was scoring a hat-trick at the San Siro. That's true. <laughs> that is true. I stand corrected. So but still, let's he's not, still young. Let's he's still got a lot of time to One of the top 10 footballers of the past decade. But he is a kid that had a decent loan away to Hoffenheim, broke through well in the championship as a 17-year-old, I think. Yeah. He's, he's got enough about him. Physically, he's got exactly what you want for this mm. league. But like I always say with footballers, I think at the top level, the difference between them physically and in terms of their actual ability yeah. is minute Marginal. from the best player in the league to the worst player in the league in each position but mm -hmm. it's all between the ears at the end of the day and I think that is where he needs to just shed a little bit of the second guessing and think I'm Ryan f***ing Sesson and I'm gonna go for it <laughs> like e e episode title anyone <laughs> arrogant footballers tend to be better than shy footballers look at Ronaldo um, I mean, I don't think Roy Keane, who for all intents and purposes was pretty decent at everything, but he had that extra thing between the ears that made him a world-class player. Like, so much of it is mentality. And mm. if Ryan Sessegnon develops that, I think he'll be decent. Listen, we know what we've got with Hoybier and Winks. They're okay all-round players. Yeah. Doherty is a guy that won a prize when he should have been a mascot. <laughs> he should be. He should have Chirpy's head on him. But he played really, really well today. Um, and he, he opened the scoring but well, it's interesting because I mean I just want to take it back to something you said during the match actually which was interesting to me you said in no uncertain terms Doherty and Sessignon they're not as good footballers overall as Regulon and Emerson but in this system they are more natural wing backs aren't they so is there an argument to say that if not both of them one of them has a place in the team if they can put together a string of good performances because they suit the style of play we're trying to achieve Doherty I'd almost say more so just because he's the most used to playing as a wingback in this league of all four of our respective fullbacks, which pains me to say it because I think he's by far the worst footballer at the club. Mm. But he is probably the one most suited to a Conte system because he doesn't care about what position he leaves his right centre-back in, the lovely erratic Romero. He actually just sort of is a direct single-minded guy who wants yeah. to get into the box and cause some kind of chaos and you know what he's done that well a couple of times it was him doing that in the comeback against Leicester that, yeah. that opened that door for us so I personally think that he's got a place in the side if he plays like today because right now Emerson is looking like the worst option for how we want to do things but yeah listen we we go back and forth on all these guys so often don't we yeah. that there's every chance to think that we'll be having the opposite discussion in a week's time
And that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, we've seen Hoiberg have excellent games. We've seen Winks have the odd excellent game here and there. So Dotti, he could have had two goals today, right? He had a very good one-on-one. And he obviously <laughs> opened the scoring with the end of a lovely move. Let's talk about the goals because there are enough of them. <laughs> All quite nice in their own way, right? Dave's making a face at me right now. <laughs> yeah, he just he wants us to move on. I mean, the first goal was the best goal because that's the one that was all about us and not about Leeds presenting us with something that was ours to screw up and it was good we got the ball to Sessignon in space he hit a really really lovely sort of stinging cross none of this sort of floated crap that yeah. never actually works just but looks like a highlight yeah, yeah he just yeah. powered it through and Doherty was where you want your right wing back to be in that situation where Emerson never would no. have been so so and and he was composed enough not to sort of do an old Israel's finest and put it into <laughs> Rose Ed from from two yards out Kulazevsky's was lovely and fortuitous mm. in equal measure it wasn't really skill that got him into position but a series of sort of mistimed tackles but the finish was really really nice mm. Kane's oh, what a, forgetting what a how much space Hoybier had Kane has no right to do that that's absolutely mm. outrageous and that's what you want to see him doing and yeah. what makes you question what he was doing for the first couple of months of the season quite <laughs> frankly but but then following on from that, his pass to set Son through for the one-on-one was just... He's back to his best, isn't he? If De Bruyne does that, then we won't stop hearing about that till yeah. midway through the 24-25 season. Like, the, yeah. the guy is absolutely ridiculous. And don't get me wrong, someone like Salah is probably the best player in the league with what he does and how yeah. talismanic he is. And obviously an outrageously talented footballer. But in terms of what I actually like to watch, Kane, when he's like that, there's mm. no better football to watch in this country. Joe, what was your favourite goal today? Four to pick from. You know, it's funny. I, I felt like the least love you gave just then, Elliot, was for Kulusevsky's goal in the yeah. second. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. I thought um, maybe the tackling wasn't great from Leeds, but um, you just kept shouting shoot at the screen and <laughs> finally took a shot and it was really nicely taken. Mm. Son's goal, though, I mean, now I love that one because he's in my FPL team. I think he's in your FPL he team is indeed, as well. Yeah. But that goal being set up by Kane uh, has made Kane and Son the record combined goal scorers in the Premier League. It has indeed. It has indeed. They, and Lampard they've now. combined for how many goals is 37. it? 37. Just yeah. off I mean, the trophy, Kevin. Guys, I mean, that if that's not worth a trophy day, I don't know what it is. I mean, more so than conceding 20 goals in a month, anyway. I mean, let's put it oh, that way. I'd take a trophy. <laughs> no, I could have said, I mean, we have was... had a couple of those in the last 20 years at least. Mm. True. So, we Dave, two, um, yeah, whatever. lovely finish from Harry Kane, lovely assist from Harry Kane. It paid off making him your captain in FPL today, didn't it? It did, it did. Uh, unfortunately. Diego Lorente, the lead centre-back, obviously wanted my FPL team to do really well as well. Um, <laughs> Who was not in your team, I, yeah, the, I hasten to No, it. he was not. Uh, his fault for the Kulosevsky goal. I get your point, Joe, in the sense that it was determined and it was a great finish. I think, you know, Elio, you said, oh, should be getting that in his near post. I'm pretty sure it was past him before it even moved. Yeah. But also, Lorente did all the hard work tracking Kane's run from Hoybeer's ball over the top. And then, I don't know, just had some kind of... yeah brain fart which led for him not to head it not to kick it and just let it drop to Kane's foot four yards away from the goal so yeah great you can't awesome. take anything away from the finish though right I mean it was no no it was an excellent finish and if but there's any doubt Harry Kane basically. 
is a two-footed player. That's not a finish that you make on your left foot if you're a right footer. Yeah, and um, and and Kane's pass for Son's yeah. fourth was superb, which is mm. a shame because I thought we'd successfully nobbled him to be honest a few minutes. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, Kane's goal actually reminded me a little bit, if you remember this, of Ronaldo's goal against us earlier in the season. The volley, oh, he, yeah. he lost Ben Davies yeah. and sort of peeled off and hit a volley across goal. Slightly tighter angle actually, and on his weaker foot supposedly. So pretty impressive. So we basically, sign what I'm David saying, then. what I'm saying is that Kane's obviously better than Ronaldo. Do you agree with that, Dave? <laughs> yes. Yes. Good. good. I thought Dave was going to spit his drink out. Then. <laughs> just, just checking. In fairness, Ronaldo plays for United. Sorry, Manchester United. That's it. Pound in the jar. First time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good point. You Tally could say yeah. Emerson yeah, is better than Cristiano Ronaldo, and Dave would say, "Yep, fair play." Yep. I'll, I'll take it. Dave, you made a comment earlier which was interesting, and I want you to elaborate really? on this. You, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about our wide centre backs pushing up, specifically Romero, and you said that it causes us a lot of trouble when we suddenly have an extra man bombing forward with the ball that isn't accounted yep. for, and it causes a bit of chaos. Talk to us about that. Well, it's not a new thing for Spurs. Mm. It's not It's not just you guys, all right? There are other, play- there are other teams who know what they're doing. Yeah. But essentially, it's easy to spot when a centre-back beats his man, which is obviously the attacking player on the Leeds team, because our man-to-man system essentially stays that way come hell or high water or indeed a marauding centre-back bombing through. Yeah. So, for example, last weekend, the scum game... Um, <laughs> Lindelof yeah. just had oh, all of Ellen Road, didn't he? He had all of Ellen Road to run yeah. through because he'd lost his man right up the top and mm. everybody else was tracking their men. And that is arguably the most frustrating thing about Leeds because it happens all the time. It will never not happen. There's no way we can stop it. It's just the way it is. And that's one of the frustrations. Are you mark zonally though? I mean No. You don't know. Because that's, follow that, that's all the over. answer. That's the way to deal with that. That's yeah, the only way. We follow our men it? all over. It yeah. doesn't help that we don't have a world-class defensive midfielder exactly where it would be to stop that yeah. from happening. But we don't. And he'll be back, hopefully, before it's too late. It's a player I've long been an admirer of, actually, Calvin Phillips. Yeah, he's since, all right. Since he was in the youth team, I've been watching him closely. Very impressed. <laughs> right, so, I mean, look, we've talked about this game to death, and I think it's fair to say that was quite a comfortable win and a good performance, even though the XG was closer than you might expect. Where does it leave us going forward? Because I, for one... I'm in no way more confident about our next two games or any games for that matter because I just I don't trust Spurs anymore. I did for a brief period. What about you, Elio? Do you think heading into our next two games, which are, of course, Cup game against Middlesbrough, which is, you know, the classic kind of complacency, yeah, we'll walk over this one, and then Everton, who are not in the best form, what are your thoughts heading into our next couple of fixtures? You know what? After the City game, I was thinking, yeah, you know what? We're going to get some momentum up yeah. and take forth this season, etc., etc. And then Burnley reminded me who I support. <laughs> so... I think I'm going to revert to self-preservation now and enjoy each match in the context of that match and not look at the league table anytime Mm. soon because I think we're going to have a few more great days and I think we'll have a few more horror shows. And and I think we just got to accept that this season is what it is. It's the overly used transition season, which we have Mm. one of every season, seemingly. And just look at it all as building blocks for the next campaign. We're not going to go down. We might get top four. We might get top six. We might end up eighth or ninth because there's a few good signs around us. close, isn't it? And whatever happens, happens. I think right now, mentally, I'm, I'm more concerned with the FA Cup, which is obviously where we go to next on Tuesday, isn't it? It is indeed. Yeah. If you don't beat Everton, we're going to have to have words. 
because <laughs> smashing us, losing to Burnley and Everton is not cool in anybody's book. No. And it's Frank Lampard and he's not a real manager. You should be beating them. You don't like Frank Lampard, Dave? Uh, nope. <laughs> nope, I don't. And that's all I'm going to say on that. What do you think, Joe? Dare I ask? How do you see the next two fixtures going? Yeah, I mean, like you, I, I just, I, I genuinely don't know what our form is because, mm. <laughs> like we said at the end of the game, you could interpret this as we've won two of our last three or two of our last seven. I've, yeah. I mean, Middlesbrough, I genuinely, I, I feel confident that should go our way. That you know, that Chris Wilder. <laughs> I, I don't like the C word. Joe. I, 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 look, we should be winning that one. Yeah. In terms of the league, though. I mean, I've no confidence in Spurs at the moment. I know that we can beat anyone, quite literally, as we've proven recently. And it would seem that we can still put the goals away and thrash people. Sorry, Dave. Um, <laughs> but we, we seem to just be terrible against teams in the bottom half of the table, generally. But then Everton are not Burnley, are they? Everton aren't the kind of organised, sit back, hit you on the counter, play for set pieces. That That's not the sort of game we're going to get out of Everton, is it? it might, if anything, it'll probably be closer to today. Totally agree. Deitch is way better. <laughs> and, and has and, and has and has an organised team. Who's not better than Frank Lampard own... in the Premier League, Dave? Is he the worst manager in the league? Uh, well, he would have to be a manager to be classed as the worst <laughs> manager in the league. Well, from a not so good manager to a manager who is held in quite high esteem, namely Antonio Conte, our manager, he's been uh, he's been making some waves in the press recently, hasn't he? I think we want to talk about that a little bit. I mean, just to quote him, this was in the immediate aftermath of the Burnley game. He said, maybe I'm not so good. Tottenham called me to change things, but I'm too honest. We're doing everything to change the situation, but it's not enough. Four defeats out of five is not good enough. And this doesn't happen to me. We all joke saying Spurs have actually broken Antonio Conte. And it's kind of come to light since then that he's stepped out and said, look, don't talk to me after a game. I'm in a bad place. A bit like you, Elio. Really not in any mood to be talking about football immediately after a loss. And he even said as much. He said, I'm not the kind of guy you go for dinner with right after a match because I'm too upset. But uh, what do you read into his recent comments? Is it just a bit of emotional? What did I say immediately afterwards? Or You said he's like a know, fan, basically. Yeah, that is what he is. And that, mm. that can be a bit dangerous because, unfortunately, he, he's in a position where other people's egos and morale depends on his stewardship but listen the guy three days previously was saying best group of players i've ever worked (laughs) with and he'll be saying similar tonight i imagine as well he's he's a very emotional guy and i think yeah if you like the good that comes from that the way he gets the players riled up the amount he puts into every performance from the touchline as well the way he gives fans much more clarity than we're used to from all these bloody churning out the cliches people in the football world that we have then you also got to take the bad that comes with it and the bad is that every now and then he's going to say something that he has to backtrack on ever so slightly because of the volatility of our form we're kind of getting highs and lows very close together in a short space of time but that was just an emotional man who is a really bad loser. Nothing mm. more than that. And the press are going to ignore what he said since then and just focus on what he said after that because, let's face it, that's what the press do. They they need their clicks and Spurs being in crisis gets clicks. But it wasn't some kind of threat to Daniel Levy or put down on the players. He was mm. just having a wobble. Yeah. I think it's worth emphasising that point as well because, you know, Conte... He's a world-class manager. He's an emotional world-class manager. But ultimately, his emotions will never stop him being a world-class manager. So when he is at his lowest ebb, he's talking about maybe I'm not up to this. Maybe this isn't the job for me. He's he's deflecting from his players. You can fact you can yeah. you, you can see that in what Pep does. You can see that in what that's what Bielsa Mourinho used to do accept. before he lost. The it's ball. what Mourinho does before he turns on his on his <laughs> yeah. teams, and it's what Lampard mm. does 
right now as well. And that I think that's the measure of a manager in the sense that, you know, you kind of, you take it on, you don't blame the players, you get the players back in, you probably give them an absolute bollocking, but then you get yeah. back to work and you focus on what you need to do. And I think, well, yeah. the evidence is in the game that we just watched, mm. you know, even if Leeds were a pushover, they still were a team yeah. that needed to be beat. And ultimately, if you have a soft belly, they could have got it. They could have got at you. We hit the post twice. We yeah. should have scored that one-on-one Dallas and uh, yeah. whoever was back on the on the line. But you didn't wobble. You scored another goal, mm. put the game to bed. Let's not forget that emotional managers, they're not necessarily unsuccessful, are they? I mean, the most successful manager in the Premier League, sorry to bring his name up, Dave, Alex Ferguson, who wasn't short of a little outburst post-match, was he? And it obviously didn't do him too much harm. So it is a bit of a double-edged sword. True, but Ferguson deflected away from his players as well. Exactly. He pushed pushed it on the other team. the ref, normally. He pushed it on the referees (laughs) uh, and he pushed it on the other managers. So, you know, it's not, it's, it's tried and tested. Joe, Look at you... Klopp as well. Look at Klopp. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, he remember his little bust up with Frank a couple of seasons back when, yeah. the, you, and it was empty stadium, so you could full pelt here, then sort of swearing <laughs> their heads off at you. Yeah, that, exactly. that was the last time I liked Klopp. Well, yeah, mm. I, I, uh, I think great manager, but not quite the happy gent everyone has him as. But let them be emotional. You'd be worried if they didn't care as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, maybe it comes back to the arrogance point about players. Maybe the managers have to be a little bit in their own head as well. Joe, are you worried about Conte at the moment? All things considered, I mean, there's been constant talk since the minute he came in that he's, you know, on his way out, that he's only in here for a year and then he's going to go or we're not going to back him or whatever. With everything you've heard him say and everything that we can perceive at least, do you think there's a risk of him leaving in the summer? Do you think he's happy? Do you think his comments mean anything? What are your general thoughts on the whole situation? Yeah, yeah, I, I am worried. I think he's finding it way too emotionally difficult being at a club that is like Spurs a club that is not you know it's it's not Inter Milan it's not Chelsea it's not got that kind of money and is likely to win the league given the right circumstances mm-hmm. Spurs is a slog every time just to get in the top four and it looks like it's taken its toll on him a bit and I think Elio I think you're absolutely right he's just an emotional guy so get over it he's going to be up and down depending on the results but I question if this is just a bit too much emotion being a Spurs manager unfortunately I'll be pleasantly surprised if he's managing us coming into August in the new season. I suppose there must be an element of it, I guess, that he would have known that his main real chance to influence the squad wouldn't have been in the January window, right? I mean, surely if he takes this job, he's looking to the summer. Absolutely. And Conte's no fool. He hasn't been appointed Spurs manager and had the wool pulled over his eyes by Daniel Levy with some tall tales of how <laughs> yeah. Harry Winks is actually peak Juan Roman Raquel made just bursting to get out. And Emerson is, in every sense, the modern day Cafu. Like, he hasn't taken this job thinking he's inherited a great team. I mean, if he was, then he wouldn't have been given the job because they'd have been doing a lot better at the time that we went and appointed him. So he says he's shocked at quite how much work is having to go in i think that's just him trying to keep expectations low like you'd have to live under a rock to have ignored our fairly linear decline from around about 2018 ish so i think he's just giving the press sound bites that i think everything that's happened so far he would have expected it's just that in the moment the guys are hothead fine i mean i'm not one to criticize that (laughs) Under promise, over deliver, right? A little bit of a classic emotional hedging of which Dave is no stranger to, of course. Speaking of which, Dave, I'm right to understand you, you made some money today. Yeah. Sorry to call you out on that. No, it's fine. I, I saw the games for what they were and I wouldn't have minded losing all three games against Man United, Liverpool and Tottenham because like you say, you're not going to stay up winning those games. You're going to stay up winning the rest. But yep. So I, I put a cheeky triple on and won a bit of money. <laughs> and I've put it all on wild doubles for, for Brentford, Burnley, Watford and, uh, and Everton to win. So you're going to lose it. And they're all losing at the moment, yeah. so it's all good. 
Very good. Happy to lose it. Very good. Brilliant. So next on the agenda is something, I want to say a little bit different, but it's not completely unlike things we've done in the past. The difference being that this time I've decided to spring it on the guys. Normally we have an agenda ahead of time and everyone knows exactly what we're going to be talking about, but I thought it would be fun for a couple of reasons just to throw in something a bit different without anyone having prepared or expecting it. Um, I must be honest, the main reason I did this is because I know that Elio would have vetoed it had I suggested it beforehand. So this way I've blindsided him with it, so he's going to have to get involved and he's going to have to pretend to enjoy it. Elio, it's combined 11 time. I know you're a huge fan of these, so uh, if you will... I don't have to pretend to do anything. <laughs> if I think it's a load of BS, I'm saying it's a load of BS. It's your chance to stand up and fight and represent some Spurs players of times gone by. Now, what I'd like you guys to do, quite simply, I challenge the three of you, and let's try and keep it to about 10, 15 minutes, just for, for brevity. I challenge you guys to put together a combined Premier League era, last 30 years, 11 of Spurs and Leeds players, with the key rule that there must be at least five from either team so it can't just be a whole Spurs team with one Leeds player thrown in not that it would be Dave and Dave I thought this would be a nice chance for you to look back upon better times and perhaps you know reminisce about some of the players that you wish were in your team today particularly in the defense yeah I, can't it, wait. I wasn't sure if this would cheer you up or or just make things worse mm -hmm. but either way I thought it would be interesting so uh, that can be our little challenge for for today so we're keeping it Premier League era as we always do just because it's more or less the time that we all started watching football and it's nice to have a cutoff point isn't it I'll come to you first First, Dave, is there anyone that you're going to put your foot down for and insist needs to be in this team from the Leeds alumni? The first thing that comes into my mind is wouldn't Ledley King and Rio Ferdinand in centre-back been really, <laughs> really, really good? Mm. It's going to be hard to look past that right from the off, isn't yeah. it? This yeah. might be quicker than I thought. I think that's that's a given. That's indelible in the yeah. team. Despite the fact that Rio had his, well, most successful years away from Leeds, he was a cut above everybody else I've ever seen what? in centre-back. What about a back three involving the centre-back that played for both of us. My worry there is Woodgate and King, no one would ever be fit. I mean, <laughs> the injury concerns <laughs> in that defence. Yeah, no one no one thinks issue. about injury records with Dream Team. Yeah, if we're doing this, everyone's pretty fit. Everyone's at their best. It's not over a season. It's just a one-off game. Well, I don't know. Do we need to get into conversations about formations? Is that a thing? I think, I think we're going to have to. We're going to have to settle on a formation. I think we need to base it on the players we choose. Exactly rather than anything else. Figure out who the must-haves are and then we work it around there. That's the way the way football works, you know? Okay. Well, I mean, the the other one is probably a contentious one because I know that your current goalkeeper is pretty good, but Nigel Martin, for me, was the best I knew goalkeeper. you were going to say Nigel Martin. <laughs> he was just the best goalkeeper. Do you want to use one of your five or six spots on a goalkeeper, though? I would love it if my if if four of my five were the spine of the team. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> you well, do what you want on the, on the left and the right. That's hmm. not a problem. Can we agree Harry Kane's the best striker either side has had? Who have your best been? Viduka, Hasselbank, Yeboa? I want Yeboa in the team. It's either just for... I think it's Viduka or Hasselbank in terms of strikers. I think Yeboa was... He, he, he shone bright, but not very long. <laughs> uh, whereas whereas Viduka was consistently excellent. And mm. also, I know, I know it's a cliche, but horrifically underrated. I... I... I remember Viduka screwing over Arsenal at the end of the season. I have very fond memories of him. Yeah, that was great. Does he get in ahead of Kane or do we go to a two to accommodate having a lead striker in there? Because oh, I don't think you can play Viduka and Kane. It would have to be Kane and Hasselbank if we went with the two. Ooh. Yeah, or Kane and Kane. Are we looking at 4-4-2? Four, four, Kane two? and Kane would be quite tasty. Well, it could be a 3-5-2. We could go with a Conte-esque. But we've had two. such better strikers than Kane. And you've had better strikers than Kane as well. I loved Kane. Yeah, but once again, 
his best spot was for us. You're right, you're it, right. You it would allow us to have five it. and high. Brian yeah. Dean, <laughs> every day. The thing is, though, we... Brian we, Dean we, of Middlesbrough, Lord. If we're taking Robbie Keane, we're probably taking Spurs Robbie Keane, aren't we? I mean, no, he, ca- he counts for both sides, really. I'm not really sure what that does in terms of the rules, but we can we can put him in there. You said it, your rules. I, yeah, but <laughs> as you know from Challenge Elio, I rarely understand my own rules, which is why I brought you in for the actual challenge right. part of the end. But anyway, as Joe, who, someone's writing all this down. Who yeah. would you, of course, yeah, Joe's obviously writing this down, aren't you, Joe? Who would you insist upon out of the Spurs players over the years? I mean, we talked about Kane, we talked about King. The first two that I jotted down were two that Dave has already kind of gone against. So Loris and Kane just seemed like the two ends of the pitch you definitely had to, yeah. to lock in. Not toss it. No. <laughs> not quite, not quite. Defence is a really tough one. There's, there's so many good options. And again, I guess it comes down to what formation mm. we're all deciding to do. Because if we do three at the back, which feels like that would get the best out of both of these teams. Both the sides have years. had really good wide players, though. And but, but you we've, kind not, of, we've not been blessed with left-backs. If, if you did Danny three, Rose. four, three... Yeah, like, that's a lot of width you could bring in, though. Yeah, Bale, Hart, Kane and Robbie Keane up front. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I just throw a name out there? I think we'll go straight into this team. Musa Dembele. No. No? <laughs> that was more for Dave, but... Cause I know, I know he's your Dave loves player. him, but we've had better midfielders than Musa Dembele. Okay. Luka Modric. That's well, hang on. We're going to be really biased to Spurs. What Leeds players we would we... We have to have five Leeds players. What Leeds players do the Spurs guys here think need to be in this team i mean ferdinand's obvious. i think ferdinand's ferdinand obvious. Has to be. he's the best center back of either side probably i think yeah. the duke is a really good shout to be well the best with two knees what about if they will let us harry cure nope <laughs> no veto veto okay same for alan smith i assume no no happy with that no, he's all right. wouldn't get in the team but no but mm-hmm. yeah exactly okay got anything against him all right so are we going with a back four or back three let's decide that based on the players i think three, because four, we could have woodgate king three, and three. rio and then to hell with fullbacks. <laughs> yeah, just have wingers. Would you class, to, would you even though there are two. As your second best defender of the Premier League era. No, but as at his best, which is the criteria we're going on, there aren't many that have been. Woodgate was excellent for us. And he was good for us in the seven or eight games he managed across. I'd be, te- I'd be tempted to say Woodgate would have been a Leeds pick, though. He would have been Leeds. Yeah. If you'd think he'd be a Leeds pick, then that's fair enough. But he wasn't better for Spurs than any of Vertonghen or Alderweireld. Mm. I like the idea of having a combined Spurs and Leeds player in there as well, at least one. I mean, we could have several. We could, yeah. and we may well do. Because when Leeds were not very good anymore, it, they became a bit Two of a ago. nursery for us. <laughs> <laughs> if you want Whitfell, you could have uh, Aaron Lennon. Yeah, I mean, he's Both not teams. been either side's best player. I mean, he barely even played for Leeds. Is 2013 Gareth Bale going into the team? Surely. Yes. Surely. yes. What's his competition? Ginola? Different side, I guess. Maybe both? I mean, you could have one on either side, but Bale, you can see, as having been a wing-back because he actually was. Whereas okay. Ginola is not a wing-back. <laughs> no, no, he is not. Okay, so we're going we're going 3-5-2 with Woodgate, King and Rio. We've got Bale on one wing. We have Modric in the team as well. And we're going with Viduka as one of the two with Kane. We're almost there, guys. What, what, what are the midfielders? What, what, um, well, if we what Leeds midfielders have there been? Who, I mean, I know you love David Batty. <laughs> I mean... There was there were a few better enforcers, but you know you you could argue that if you're talking about a defensive midfielder, a world class defensive midfielder from one of those teams, then you could argue that you could put Calvin Phillips in there. Mm. Um, in terms of other defenders, Olivier Ducor was world class defensive midfielder okay. um, for us. Lee Boyer was excellent until he you know did stuff. <laughs> and I know it was the end of the pre Premier League when we won the league, but mm. you know. That midfield was Gary Speed. Gary Speed, yeah. Gary McAllister, mm. Gordon Strachan, and David Batty. You know what? If it wasn't for the criteria that we were taking the player Cantona, from their respective club, what exactly. better forward have Cantona. Leeds had in 
But he's not Premier much League much though. He was there for what six months? Yeah, but that was that was the. <laughs> but what was, was that not Premier League? He was, was. was at Leeds for, oh, for yeah. like was three it, months. Was three months. It was the first season, and then it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe the fact that he was there for such a short time, sorry, we can take him out. We'll go with we'll go with Viduka and Kane. So we've got so how many Leeds players do we have in the team now? We've got we've got Viduka, we've got Woodgate. If we're saying that he's a Leeds player, we've got Rio. And are we going for Nigel Martin? <laughs> what do you guys think? Do you want to you want to you want to pick the race and give me another pick? That's what are we what are we missing, uh, Joe? What's I think we need to go with like? Martin because three four three is where we we seem to be drifting. We we have good more good wide players to choose from and that's one area we're struggling so I think if we have to use five Leeds players Martin's going to be one of them I would give you that because we've never I'll I'll throw this out there if we're going for a more attacking left side with a Gareth Bale do we want someone like a Kyle Walker as our right wing slash right wing back I've got nothing better than that yeah nothing in the Leeds bank better than that (laughs) so right right wing back is give us a recap Joe what are we up to now what's the team so we've got Nigel Martin in goal Rio King Woodgate back three yep Bale and Walker are the wing backs. Yeah. Viduka and Kane. Conte is the manager by the looks of things. Yeah. Viduka and Kane up front. And we need another person up front then. And we need to clarify who the two midfielders are. Well, how many Leeds players do we have so far? If we'll get counts as Leeds, that's four. Of so he does. He okay, so we need one more. Yeah. He, he, had, he had better. He won a trophy yeah. At, yeah. at Spurs, but he had better days at Leeds. Yeah. We need one more Leeds player. Maybe Duck or. Calvin, Calvin Phillips, Luka Modric, central midfield. I like that. I, that is very good. You'd go, Would you have Phillips? You'd go him over Batty? I I wouldn't go anybody over David Batty, <laughs> ever. England international. I mean, tough guy. I mean, not great for England. <laughs> I, I'm uh, just speaking really of fact here, Elio. Brilliant. He was England. an England international, very much. just like just Carlton Palmer. Just because he missed a penalty. <laughs> With a broken ankle, wasn't and, it? And, or was that in? And didn't give a shit about, about it as well. <laughs> Have we done the team now? No, we need the, the third of our front three. And does it need to be a Leeds player? Or can we no, have Spurs we've, got, we've got five Leeds players. Oh, now. then to hell with Leeds. Find David Ginola. <laughs> David Ginola gets in the team. No arguments. Right, okay. Double player of the year. Done. Won a trophy. Had great hair. Excellent. That is done. Wasn't that fun, Elio? Did you enjoy that? Not in the slightest. No, I didn't expect so. Brilliant. I think I think we've done it. Had a, that's a fairly balanced team, I think. <laughs> I think that's an excellent team. I think that team wins the Premier League. So, back to front. What's the If thing? they weren't called Spurs. Right. Nigel Martin in goal. Rio, King, Woodgate at the back three. What a back three. Midfield of uh, Walker, Phillips, Modric, Bale. Front three of Ginola, Viduka and Kane. Fantastic. And Ginola's what? Sort of free rolling behind Viduka and Kane? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Or we put Kane at 10 maybe with Ginola to stretch it wide a bit. Viduka to be the focal point. What do you want to do? You're the manager, Joe. Yeah, I think Joe's the manager. manager. I thought it was Conte. All right, Joe's the manager. manager. I'm less emotional than Conte. (laughs) I think think you have Viduka as... Your number nine at the front with Kane yeah. and Janilla operating behind. I like dual tens, all those yeah. sort of. Yeah. Okay, okay. A bit more narrow. Isn't, but... that, isn't that like a football manager cheat formation? <laughs> <laughs> if you like that team, then let us know. We're going to post that on Twitter, I imagine, and you can all have a look and you can all tell us how wrong we are and suggest players that we might have missed. And we'd love to hear your combined Spurs and Leeds Premier League teams as well. So please get in touch on Twitter. If you're new here, our Twitter is at Plus Day Podcast, as is our Instagram. And you can also get in touch by email at plusdaypodcast at gmail.com. So please get in touch. And also rate and, and review us as well on iTunes. We love seeing our five-star reviews rolling in. We actually got a really nice one this week, actually, um, from a listener in the States saying, Spurs fans have a glut of excellent pods. This is another. I just today discovered it and want to catch up on earlier episodes. Easy to listen to across the pod, unlike some of the Spurs pods that are heavily accented. <laughs> I like that end bit. I like. That. I think I feel like we might be the poshest Spurs podcast. We, we've got, You're we've wearing got... a suit jacket. Elio's wearing, you know, Polo Ralph Lauren, you know, This is Spurs Shop original. (laughs) I feel like Elio and I, our fashion today is very becoming of the podcast. I feel like we represent our, you know, quite uh, 
I chose what middle fits. class. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not very big on that. But e, we've got at least right, you're not in right your medium classy, Spurs shirt. But right, classy Spurs podcast. <laughs> yeah, and, and Dave's to pretending listener, to be northern again. I hope. I he hope lived you in can London understand Dave, life. and that goes for everyone listening. If you can understand Dave, then that's uh, you know a key part of the enjoyment experience. But as long as you can understand that he's angry and upset, I think that's uh, that's a, goes a long way towards it. Um, More sad than angry. <laughs> exactly. Well, look. Before we move on to challenge, Elio, guys, is there any closing thought? other than you never want to do another combined 11 on this podcast again that was fairly good fun mainly because no one tried to argue with any of my suggestions <laughs> so i'm happy that's a rule to live by <laughs> i found that out many times you just want to agree with elio when he goes off on one um excellent guys well thanks for that and um i hope everyone is still enjoying it and still listening along we're still very much enjoying our professional studio surroundings thanks again to kennington film studios for having us again today we're trying to milk it for all it's worth as you can probably tell uh right the next part of the show is uh, a plus dave tradition and that is challenge elio we end every show with our trivia around which normally takes the format of Elio against everybody else in a kind of question and answer quiz game. This week is slightly different. We're actually going to revert to something we've done in the past, which is Elio versus Dave. Given that it is Spurs Leeds Day, hopefully Dave fares better than his team did today and it's a little bit closer. Um, But last time we had some real drama, didn't we, Joe? Remind everyone how it ended up last time we did Elio versus Dave. Yeah, the the listeners absolutely loved the first edition (laughs) of Elio versus Dave. They had a treat. It it ended in absolute climax with Elio winning (laughs) on the last question. I, I, I keep forgetting. What was the question again? Remind me. Deportivo. It was. Depo-tivo. It was. Who did Leeds beat in the quarterfinal of the Champions League in 2001? And it was Deportivo, which Elio got right. to win it at the death. So we, maybe we won't have quite as much drama today. But what we are going to do is we're going to hand the reins over to Joe, who has kindly made a whole lot of effort this week, more effort than I've ever made on Challenge Elio, which will come to no surprise to you guys. Um, we've got some props today. While Joe is preparing. The, the drawer, which is basically what appears to be a large plastic bowl full of plastic, like Kinder Egg containers, basically. That's a good description. Yeah, more or less. That's about yeah, as well cool. as I can describe it, which are color coded. Um, now, if you remember from last time, the way this works is that each of the participants, Dave and Elio, has the option of choosing a home, an away, or a neutral question. And as you might guess, the home question relates to their respective team, Leeds or Spurs. Um, and the neutral question is just a general football question. Now, if you choose a home question and you get it right, it's two points. If you choose a neutral question, it's five points. If you choose an away question and get it right, you get 10 points. However, if you get it wrong, the other person has the opportunity to steal. Can everyone hear me over the rustling in the background there? <laughs> <laughs> Put the elastic bands on these and just tie oh, really. That's okay. Sorry. We've got time. Sorry, so, producers, getting your money. Through. If you get any question wrong, it gives you the opportunity, gives the other person the opportunity to steal the question with the catch. If you try and steal, and you fail, you lose five points. That's new this time. Question. So remember that. Yes, Dave? If you steal, if they pick an away question and you steal, does it still count as a away question or nope. do you get the home point? Very good question. I'm glad you brought that up. If you try and steal what was a home question for your opponent, that then becomes an away question and vice versa because it will be about your team and not their team. So yeah, absolutely. However, if you want to just try and sweep it up because you think you know the answer and you get it wrong, you risk losing points. So only try and steal if you're confident that you're going to do it, or if you're desperate for points. How many steals do you get? Infinite steals. As many as you want. However, just to make it that little bit more complicated, because I can already see the confusion in your eyes, we're going to have a rule (laughs) where you can't have two consecutive home questions, because that's just too easy. No one wants that. 
basically there were accusations after the quiz last time, uh, and we won't name names. <laughs> but one of the some of the participants, some of the participants basically said that all the questions were made more difficult for Elio. And again, I'm not, not going to name them. <laughs> Somebody said that, and we thought, well, we're going to be in you know a posh studio doing it this time, so we should probably have quite you know impressive you know little prop to use or whatever. So basically. All the neutral questions are in the green. I would ca I would say capsules, but let's face it, they're Kinder Egg shell things. Green egg. Okay, so eight questions. Shiny there. balls. Let's not call them. <laughs> are they all the same temperature? Just checking. They're all the same temperature. I've, I've checked this. Yep. I've checked this. Okay. Yep. The blue. Can we get Rod Stewart to do the draw. <laughs> the blue eggs. These are Leeds questions, Dave. Of okay. Course. To cool. match the away kit for Leeds, Great. which you are wearing. We're actually uh, filming this as well, so you know we can oh, just... can make this a visual extravaganza. Michael Bears on the phone. Purple Elio Spurs away kit. Great. So there you go. That's Spurs. served us well today. Oh, we, we'd class that Elio looks purple, distinctly would unimpressed. <laughs> he does. He's not liking this. <laughs> okay. oh, it's a good, it's a good sound. That's, that's loud. I like it. Right. Um, right. So <laughs> I think so. Okay. I think I think it's only fair that Dave gets the first go now, given that he was tragically close to winning last time and just lost out to Elio. So, Dave, big moment. Are you going to go for a home, neutral, or away question to start things off? And may I remind you that Joe's written all the questions, so don't blame me if you don't like them. Remind me of the points again. Two for home, five for neutral, ten for an away. Oh, my goodness. That's quite a hike, isn't it? Um, and I will say there is a quite a lot of variety in the difficulty level. I kind of want to so get on the board. it's a bit hot luck. I kind of want to get on the board, but at the same time, I don't want to get embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> Extra pressure here. You know, don't it? forget, don't forget, I was losing like 20 nil at one point. <laughs> I would say, I would say they are, they're fairly well balanced. There's a couple of nasty ones thrown in there, but generally I'd say they're not, they're not horrible, are they? You've, we've done the test run. You thought they were fairly. Are the questions you would have known the answer to? I, I, I tested them, didn't I? I? I answered them and I did okay. You did well. You with, know that I know nothing, you, so you should be fine. You did well with Spurs. You actually got a couple of leads. Exactly. The neutrals, I would have known all the neutrals, obviously, I've written Well, you wrote the questions. I, I, I know, <laughs> but I, I, I would have known them beforehand. And I think you did pretty well with them. All right, in that case... I will go for a neutral. A neutral yeah. question. Do you, do you want to go first? Who's... You go first. Yeah, okay. I've okay. been waiting for this. I'm already all week. regretting my decision. Always the emotional hedging. Well, this is uh, a hedge, isn't it? Question one for Dave. Oh, crap. Emotional <laughs> hedging. We, we want to make it like the Champions League draw. God. <clears throat> Hold it up. What, do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Dave, for uh, five points. Is that a post it? It is. Cool. <laughs> Just check it. Don't name brands. <laughs> for five points. Manchester United have won the most top-flight league titles in England. How many have they won? Good question, Joe. Thank you. That's a tough one, I think. I can see the gears moving in Elio's head, thinking if he's going to steal or not. This is for five points. Do you have a ballpark in mind, Dave? Yeah. You don't want to give anything away in case you give Elio... Don't help. let me read out the answer, because nope. Elio might want to... I'm going to go with 11. It's not... Top flight or Premier League? Top flight. Steal. And remember, if you get it Ooh, wrong, I'm stealing. you lose five points. Elio's going for it. He's risking going into a minus five off the bat. All right, Elio. 20. Correct. Oh, Very good. I hit this guy. Very That's good. Nice. That is bold. I love I love how Dave just took nine trophies off Magnus. <laughs> yeah. It was it was kind of my... I, I had to lowball. to admit. Yeah. Had to lowball. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. Well done, yeah, Elio. You were saving your soul there. That's what you were doing. So Elio storms into a five-point lead, and now he's got a question in hand. Elio. Elio, with that in mind, are you going to play it safe? Home. Home. Right. Go on, yeah. Dags. I might as well. Right. Which grab ones a, are they? Grab a purple. So the purple are the Spurs ones, are yeah. they? Okay. I'm. Well, hang on. Let me just take a random one. I think this one looks hard. 
Okay, the next question for you, Elio. As you may know, Spurs beat Ajax in the 2018-19 Champions League semi-final to progress on away goals, having drawn 3-3 on aggregate. Name two of the three Ajax goal scorers. And I should say that I'm not going to tell you if you get any of them right i won't tell you which ones are right because obviously dave then has the chance to steal two of the three on the night or overall across the leg game both uh, legs. both legs yeah yeah i'm gonna go with delicht i can't say and right or wrong. van der beek and you are right on both counts well, very, yeah, good. very good that's a tricky home question because that's kind of not even... It's, the, it's an Ajax question, isn't it? <laughs> like that's, that's good, but very well done. So you're up to seven points. My heart was in my mouth. Dave, would you have had any hope stealing that? Um, uh, well, I would have gone with De Ligt and Frankie de Jong. But I don't think he's gone. No, the other one was... Van der Beek guy who was in the first the Premier League. It was Hakim Ziyech was the other oh, one. There you go. Uh, lovely goal, if I remember, actually. Yeah. Right. Nice. Back to Dave. Uh, okay, so by the way, it's 7-0 Twelio. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> in case, I'm sorry. In case you weren't aware of that. It, um, it's it's even worse than four 0 I'm sorry, that was a cheap shot. Uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get beat. At least there's not a whole camera this crew is, watching. This it. is a dare for it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not like there's a yeah. massive group of people over there watching this. <laughs> They're not listening. Okay, <laughs> I promise you guys, Dave does normally do quite well. Not really, not at this kind of stuff. Dave, for two points, what year was Leeds United formed? 1919. Correct. He's off the board, off the mark. I'd have felt genuinely bad for you if you'd got that one wrong. It was our centenary. Oh, there you go, yeah. Of course. Very nice. good. So Dave has clawed into Elio's lead, but he's still behind, and it goes over to Elio. You took a home question last time, so may I remind you, you can't take a home question now. Neutral. Neutral. <laughs> he's still playing it safe. Joe? Or is it me now? I might I've got neutral. Yeah, I'll do this one. So neutrals are the... Green. Greens. Here we go. Your neutral question, Elio. You need to start taking fish rolls or something. <laughs> For my stupid memory. Neutral question. Who won the Ballon d'Or... In 2018. Mm. I think that was a Ronaldo. You're going to go Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo did not steal. win the Ballon d'Or. Dave with the chance to steal for five points. I've just realised Luka Modric. It was Luka oh, Modric. Oh, hello. Hello. Very good. And that's a, you know, borderline Elia, Spurs question, really. Shockingly. That's a Spurs question. I'm genuinely surprised you didn't get that. But I know the minute you said it, you realised what you'd done. But suddenly, Dave is back in the game. Seven all. Seven all. Just like Seven that. Seven all. Just, like, just that. like that. This is the drama we wanted. Right. Excellent. Here we go. Right, Dave, what are we doing? Oh, I have to go either neutral or away, don't you I? You do. So I'll go with neutral. <laughs> That's great sound effect. <laughs> Keep that coming. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> the drama. Joe has opened the shiny ball. Right. For five points. Which club has won the FA Cup the most times? Arsenal. It is. <laughs> it is. It's five points for Dave. And I know Elio would have got that one as well. Mm. Dave takes a 12-7 lead after three questions. Look at that. Where was this comeback in the Leeds game earlier? Yeah. The, Where was this fighting spirit? Denied by the purse, mate. Elio, this is your third question. What would you like to go for? How much am I losing by? 12-7. <laughs> five, five points, 12-7. Yeah. A neutral will get you level. I'm going to go neutral again then. Neutral again. Didn't you go neutral last time? Just. You can go two neutrals. You just can't go two homes. Uh, no two homes in a row. You can do neutrals all the way through if you want. All right, with the mind games. But though. they will run out. There's only a finite number of questions in there, so the neutrals will run out. I'm not sure how that works. Okay. Wow. What we'll find out. What jeopardy. <laughs> so, Elio, for five points, which country won back-to-back -back World Cups in 1934 and 1938? Uruguay. It wasn't. 
Dave, do you wish Dave to steal? Dave, with a chance to steal. Surprised you got that one wrong. Elio, do you now think... You just dive got... straight in with the first World Cup, didn't you? You don't have to steal, Dave. And Dave you will lose five that. points if you get it wrong. Are you going to try and steal, Dave? If they've got this wrong, they'd be level again. That's worth a risk, then. So you've got the three points there today. It's worth a risk. So if you steal and get it wrong, we're level. <laughs> Elio's trying the mind games now. He's trying to get in Dave's head. Oh, is it worth the steal? I'm pretty sure I know what the answer is. <sighs> I'll tell you what, if you if you decide not to steal, we'll ask you out of interest what you would have said, just to see if you would have been wrong. And that sounds even worse. It does. That's why I'm doing it. <sighs> steal Argentina. It was Can I have another steal oh! pride for pride? Go on, for pride. Was it Italy? It was. Yeah. It was. It was. So, I forgot so that Italy won split Uruguay, in basically. Fa in fairness to you, Elio, I believe it did go Uruguay, Italy, 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 Italy Uruguay. Uruguay. Yeah. So I can I see why you went for that. You just, you just oh, saw the name I mean, there and you went for it, right? So... That was Elio's question. It's over even to Stevens. Dave now. Even You're even. Stevens. It's all back all back level. It's tense. Uh, Dave, which question would you like to go for next? Home, please. Home. To right. be honest. I'll go for a home. You're going to have to keep reminding me what the colours are. Uh, Dave is blue when he's home. Dave is a blue. Okay. And here is your home question, if I can get it out here. Your question, Dave, and I hope you get this one right. Uh, me too, mate. How many league titles have Leeds won? Not enough. <laughs> That's correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> which is? I think the answer is three. The answer is three. Very good. Very good. And that is two points. And it goes back to Elio. Two under Revy, one under Wilkinson. Correcto. Right, okay. So, Elio, question number four. You've done two neutrals. I'm going to go home. Going home. Not a lot of risk-taking today. Although, to be fair, you did go the for night the... night is young, man. You went for the steal. You did go for the steal. I'll give you credit, Rose. Elio, how many FA Cups have Spurs won? Eight. Yes. <laughs> Would you have had a go at that, Dave? Nope. Nope. Easy stuff. Right, you're both on nine points after four questions each. Okay. okay. So, Dave. Over to Dave. Question five for you. Come on, give neutral. it a thunder bastard. That's a neutral. I love neutral. <laughs> a thunder bastard. Who scored the winning goal in extra time for Germany versus Argentina in the 2014 World Cup final? Mario Götze. It was. Well done. Very good. It was. Well done. I'm not messing about. If I know the answer, I'm not messing about. I think that has come up before. In fact, I think that came up in the last Elio versus Dave. We've definitely talked about that goal before. Yeah, we have. Right. So, Elio, you're next. What are you going to go for? With the score? What's the score? Made of the score? 14-9. Uh, but Elio yeah, has Elio's a question. Elio's got to go neutral or a win. Neutral can tie you up. Uh, or He does. Yeah. Are you oh, no, no. Elio, Elio can go for anything he wants. Oh, last... no. He can. He yeah. Has, yeah, his last one wasn't at home, so he's got free reign, but... A neutral will get him level, and away will he, take the He did lead. Spurs, and the one before that was neutral. I'm going to go away. Here we go. He's going for an away, uh, oh, which oh, is oh, the oh. blue one, isn't it? So, Elio, I'm going to read you your away question. I've broken the egg. Oh, be difficult. Come on. <laughs> well, there's no shame in me getting a Leeds question wrong. This is <laughs> this is a lovely little in, in reference for the Plus Day podcast. Darren Anderson was famously <laughs> handed the number nine shirt when he played for Spurs. <laughs> this is absolutely no relevance, Joe. <laughs> what is the shirt number of Calvin Phillips? I love that. That is shoehorned as all hell. That's very, very shoehorned. That is a shameless Darren Anderson plug. <laughs> Slight reference to last week. God. Two weeks ago. What is the shirt number of Calvin Phillips? Dave, do you think he will get this if he doesn't know it? <laughs> yes. Uh, this will is... have two points to you if you steal, but to Elio... This is going to have to be a complete 10. stab in the dark. I have no idea. 13. It's not, I'm afraid. Which gives Dave the chance to steal for up. two points. 23. That is the right answer. Same well, as David Batty. <laughs> and Saul. I don't want to say his name, but you know who I mean. And Beckham. There we go. Madrid, yeah. And Beckham and Michael Jordan. Leaving the score at? 
Uh, 16.9 to Dave. And how many questions have we had each now? We've got halfway any... point. Oh, that's each. the halfway point. 16.9 to Dave. 16.9. That sounds oh, right. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Chop, chop. <laughs> Dave's chance at redemption. How many Spurs questions have you on chosen, both counts? Dave? Zero. Mm -hmm. Dave, we could rewind this podcast. You were having a panic attack <laughs> after question two. That's <laughs> exactly like how it goes, though. The mind games are in full flow. Right, Dave, right. what are you going to go for? Uh, well, I can go for a home game. You home can indeed go for a home Consolidate. There you go. You do another one, Dave. I'll do another one, shall I? All right, so we're blue again, are we? Dave, your home question, if I can open it. Who was Leeds United's top scorer in the Champions League 2000-2001 when they reached the semi-final? Wow. Tricky one, I think. Elio, how confident are you of a steal if he doesn't get it? I'd risk losing 10 points if I got it wrong, wouldn't I? No, no, five. Oh, okay. Just five. Wow, that's not easy. It's not easy. That's a tougher one, yeah, for sure. In fairness to Joe, there's a good mixture of difficulty on these, I think. Because if I remember rightly, no one player actually ran away with it, and there was actually quite a few players who got like four, five, six goals. Could have been Harry Kuhl. Could have been Hasselbank. Elio's trying to put names in his it head. probably right? wasn't Hasselbank, mate. Um, I'm going to go with Lee Bowyer. It's not Lee Bowyer. Which means Elio has the opportunity. Not touching that. <laughs> Dave, in fairness, Lee Bowyer was second, as Joe's hopefully written down, with six goals. One behind Alan Smith. Smith. But good effort. So you don't lose any points there. You don't gain any points either. And it comes back to Elio, who is going to go for A. I think at this point... All right, we've still got a couple. I'm going to go for a new The mess we're making in the meantime is, is incredible. We've just littered this place. I'm just going to smash the place up and walk out. <laughs> Rockstar. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We're not really, guys. We can't afford this. We'll clean equipment. up, promise. <laughs> right, neutral. So, Elio, for five points, name two teams to win the European Cup between 1985 and 1990. You're allowed one wrong guess. That's a This is this a nasty one. It's a nasty one. You, you, <laughs> what the F was that? You did yeah. quite well with this one. I'm used to Dags' right. nice in my living memory question. I actually got this right just to add a bit of pressure. Really? That's an yeah. obscene question. It, it's, it's, it's a toughie. It's a tougher move. 85 line. to 90. Yeah. AC Milan? Try I can't say. Um, continue. Just, yeah, continue. Just don't say anything then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Throw um, three guesses out because you're allowed one wrong one. I'm not saying we should change it, but I think getting one of these three would be worth the points, personally. But we're going to stick with the two. So luck of the draw, Dags. Luck of the draw. Exactly. You've, you've seen the eggs. It's not going to help Elio's claims of corruption, though, is it? Mm. <laughs> it isn't, actually, no. But you saw me. I, I moved them around, Elio. You can't... You can't. Heated balls. <laughs> um, won't have been any English club in that time frame for obvious reasons. So I'm going to go AC Milan. I'm going to go... I'm sure that was in Italian, so I'm going to hedge my bets and go AC and Juventus. And... It's too early for Kreufsport's lunatic, wasn't it? That was 90s. So... How many are you picking from? Just five? So it's across six. 85 seasons. to 90. So okay, so six 85, wins. six, seven, eight, nine, and 90. But Elio's allowed one more go. I've gone Milan, Juve. Dave is shaking um, his head, just not stealing this. Dreading the idea of trying to steal this. <laughs> this is one you try and steal if you have to for the points, and it, it's injury time. Bayern Munich. I don't really know why I bothered making you wait to give a third. You got it. The first two were correct. You absolute cockwomble. <laughs> you, uh, you, did, you did very well. Um, yeah. So 84-85 was Juve. 85-86, Stour Bucharest. 
tough one. That, <laughs> I actually got that one, didn't I? You got that one, which I couldn't believe. No idea how I got that one. 86, 87 FC Porto, 87, 88 PSV, and then 89 and 90 seasons were Arrigo Sanchez, Milan back-to-back. That is a horrible question. So it's a nasty one. <sighs> and very well done to Elio well for to you, a very well-deserved five points. Probably deserves more than five points for Probably that. Probably does. Say, but disagree. we'll give him five. <laughs> I, I think I'm level. Five Here is acceptable. So over to Dave. And how are we doing? We now have... 16, 14s, Dave. How many questions to go each? Four each. Four each. It's getting tense, guys. Can you feel the tension in here? I can. <laughs> your, your eye just flickered. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like watching Spurs with him. It's like... Okay. What are you going to do, Dave? We're, it, it's I can't night. go home, can I? We're, we're approaching injury time now. You Did you go home last time? I think uh, I you did go home last time, but you went neutral the time before, so you can do a home one. I can do two homes in a row. No, no, he, the last one was home, so he has to do neutral already. Oh, okay. Yeah. So neutral. Yeah, he got the top scorer champions going for I'm assuming neutral. the hardest neutral has just been asked. I would hope so, I, but I don't know. Who I'd knows? love it. I'd love it. I can't wait for Elio's reaction if this is like, what is three and four? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, don't give it away. It's a, it's, it's a weird one. It's uh, very 50-50. Who won the French Ligue 1 last season? The French Ligue 1 last season was won by Lille. Correct. Very good. Right. Very good. I feel like that's distinctly easier than the last one. So it's he gets a question job. from last season. <laughs> we go. We I go. get a question from when I was three. <laughs> hey, it, look, you should have got me to pick the right egg out for you. How did I know that somehow, despite our efforts to make this as sanitary this, as possible, all this equipment we've, we've gone to these lengths to make it fair and Elio's still complaining? What can you do? Well, it's not over yet. Just so, like being a Spurs fan, isn't it? It's Elio, never our fault. An away question that would put you in the lead if you fancied going crazy. 21-14 to Dave. I chose away before. What was the question last time I chose away? Uh, Something Calvin Phillips yeah. shirt number. Who is number no, three? I'm going home. I'm playing it safe. Mm. He's biding his time. He's waiting for Dave to slip up. Wait, there's still a neutral in there. There is. Yeah, there's a neutral Too in there. Too late. Just chilling. Dave's got it. I don't need it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, you might be a bit happier with this one. Who was Spurs' top scorer in the league last season? Harry Kane. Ah, it's a bit of small print. <laughs> it says yeah technically Elio he was the league's top scorer so I don't know if we can give that to him just stop just put him out of misery <laughs> he's right he gets the points okay alright I'm going to ask if you've even one. got daggers feeling sorry for me <laughs> that shows what a shit show of a quiz this has been alright so, so just taking up my mantle of busting your balls right right. so seven questions apiece it's 21-16 to Dave so Dave's that a five point lead hold on please it's all there for the taking. You, you would do a couple. Home. So this is this is home, yeah? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what about question 15? And I still haven't worked out the colour coding. Here we go. Purple's He's wearing the colour of the eggs that his... He is so. indeed. That is very useful. How many FA Cups have Leeds won? Uh-oh. Ooh. Oh my God, it went very quiet then, didn't it? It's dis- it's you know what? It's not. It's not eight. The answer is depressingly one it is one that's the right answer very good Dave you had me worried for a minute there mm. I wasn't sure you were going to get that well I did you're just building so suspense move on, for we? the sake of our <laughs> listeners you did very yeah, good yeah I wanted to you know right. it's in, in, in what year can you tell us the year No, it, just, it, was, just the, the... it was the FA Cup centenary year of 1972 it was indeed very good over to Elio with the scores at uh, 23-16 to Dave mm. is this away time we're going to grab yet. the neutral not yet I'm How many questions neutral? I think this is the last you, neutral you've question. Got, you've got two left. Elio's got three. And this is the last neutral question. So afterwards, One last just homes and away. So I have to go away next if you pick neutral. That's true. You do. Which Elio could steal. I'm going to go I neutral. Could walk it. All right. Here we go. 
Go on, you right, do it. I better I'll, get it I'll, right, though, because otherwise... The last neutral will. question, and then it gets serious after that. Remember my last neutral question? Just <laughs> This is a tough one. Who did Real Madrid beat in each of their three consecutive Champions League finals across 2016, 2017, and 2018? Now, Joe, I want to propose that we make this a... You name two of three. No, because that's that, not the question. That is outrageous. I, I would have got that. Of course you would, but you're a genius. We're trying to judge these guys here. Who did Real Madrid beat across each of their three consecutive Champions League finals in 2016, 2017, and 2018? If you want to change it, go for it. I'm going to step in. I actually think, given that the other horrendous question was he's named got, two he's, of he's three. He's picked up the two nasties that we threw yeah, in there. Yeah, exactly. I think if you can name two out of the three, right. it's worth Well, you're points. very kind, guys. Do you not think so? Do you not think that's fair? Well, I know two of the three, so. <laughs> Liverpool. Poker face. Juventus. And Atletico Madrid. I was doing a joke and making you wait for no reason because <laughs> yeah, you got the first two got the first and you got the third one. <laughs> so you actually didn't need me going soft on the rules. Very, well done, well very done, good. That was hard. Although they weren't well, in that order, so I'm not going to give you the points. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, they're in reverse order, weren't they? Very good. That's five points. And what does that do to the scoreboard, Joe? It's really close. So oh, I two, like this. two questions to go each. It's 23-21. How'd so. that happen? All right, let's pick up the pace, guys. Come on, let's keep this going. Okay, so now, now it gets interesting because now we can't have neutral questions and there are only three, is that three Leeds questions left? Uh, three Leeds questions, There's a lot of Spurs yeah. questions left in the pot. Yeah? I can't go for a Leeds question, so. You can't go for a Leeds question unless that's just, all that's left. Just pick the pink, pink one out. So though. here comes the Spurs question, Joe. This is for 10 points, may I remind you. 10 points that Dave doesn't really need. Or, t- or two points <laughs> to steal, which will put his level on it. No player has won the Ballon d'Or whilst playing for Spurs, but Jimmy Greaves came third in voting behind Gianna Rivera and winner Lev Yashin. What was the year? How's that a sp- I stand corrected. There are more Bloody horrible hell. questions <laughs> than I remember. Well, Dave had that, that tricky Leeds one a bit earlier. I'm just hoping that the guys appreciate my questions more in future. <laughs> um, 68. No. Now, this is a big one. Nineteen sixty-three. It, it was very good. It was. See, it's not difficult if uh, you if, know the answer. Really, yeah. If you're a, well, <laughs> if you're a, Spurs, for a Spurs fan, that would have been a home question. I would have I mean, thought Elio could get it. I went, I'm a Spurs fan. I went on I the fact that you, you got it right, didn't you? Did I? I think I was lucky. I went the, on the fact that we won a European competition that season, in which Jimmy Greaves scored twice in the final. That's a very good educated guess and a deserved two points, which means that we are neck and neck. Ooh. Twenty-three all. I'm excited. Amazing. And I've got I a question in hand, right? You yeah, have, and, and, it, do. and it's now. And that is going to be a home or an away? <laughs> Elio's face says away, but I think his heart says home. This is the penultimate. Does, does, does that make any Elio, sense? Elio, just to <laughs> clarify, you've got two left. This is my penultimate you question. You have to yeah. have one Leeds question. I know. So it's whether so I want to basically finish either finishing it with a Leeds or a Spurs one. Yeah. You could give Dave a chance to steal the very last question to win. We might be staring down the barrel of a tie. We do have can we just a couple of questions. I might work on a tiebreaker. But you've only got one question left. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with Spurs. I think that's a smart choice. It's going home. The tension mounts. Elio, for two points. (laughs) (laughs) What year was Tottenham Hotspur formed? 1882. Correct. 
I mean, in fairness, Dave had the same question, so can't complain. Hopefully you've noticed the theme that there's been very similar pattern of questions. Everything in balance. Dave, this is your last penalty. You missed this and I win. Dave steps up. No pressure. 12 yards out. Batty the long walk up. from the halfway line. So it has to be, well... A home question. It has to be home. It, has well, to it be. could be an away question, but it's not it going to be. Oh, well, you so, could steal my last one if I... Go so to ball. clarify, exactly what I'm banking if on, Dave gets this right, has he won? No. No. Then I'm way lost on the numbers. Because Elio's got... Elio's uh, yeah, it's because of the steals has kind of made mm. the look, look a bit weird. So it's it's 25-23. Yep. They've got one question left each. But Dave has to take a home question. Elio has to take an away question. Why does okay. Dave have to take a home question? I don't uh, have to. No, he doesn't. He can. He can have two aways in a row. Oh, sorry. Of course you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, go you on. Know. So? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're not, you're What's not, it to I'm be, Dave? Full, so <laughs> I'm going to go home. You're going home. <laughs> I'll take this one. Okay. So, Dave. No pressure. If For Elliot two points. steals this, he wins. Hmm. Unless you steal back. That's a component I hadn't factored in. It's not enough. Who comes next in this sequence? That's already sounding horrible. Gary McAllister, Simon Grayson, Neil Redfern. (laughs) Just a reminder, this is to potentially lose the competition. So, uh, Oh my God. (laughs) I know exactly what it is. To lose on the same day as Leeds have lost. I don't know if Dave can recover from this. Do you want the list again, Dave? Sure. Gary McAllister, Simon Grayson, Neil Redfern. He doesn't want to say what he's thinking because he's going to give Elliot a clue, but... Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like I need to fill the void while I think, but I can't fill the void with what I'm thinking. So... Elio, do you have any I, idea? Are you including caretakers as well in this? Yeah. Okay. Redfern was the caretaker. Mm. Ah. Well, there you go. Might oh, have God. to hurry you, Dave. <sighs> it's not him. Nope, it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> it's not him. I still think Dave ended I can up only this. think of him. Let's have it. <sighs> it's not him, though. <laughs> Are you confident that Elio won't know it, at least? I mean... I haven't watched Leeds for 20 years. You do well. You do well. Uh, it's not him, but I can't think of anybody else because he just embedded in my mind like a hairless twat. Mm-hmm. Neil Warnock. It is Neil Warnock. <laughs> I've lost this. Back yourself more, Dave. You knew it. Oh, I've my God. This. Amazing. And now the pressure's on. Really on. Oh, God. Could this oh be redemption God. at the last? I can't believe we're back in this situation <laughs> like we were in last time. Like... We tried to make this super us. fair. You accused us of trying to manufacture no, the tension last not, time. Well, we we won't name names, but somebody accused us of oh, manufacturing against you, Elio. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, right. so so just to be clear. To I have to have a Leeds question. Now. You have to have a Leeds question, and it's 25 all. So so either you win massively, or you lose spectacularly. <laughs> spectacularly. Or a draw. I, I could get it wrong. Out. It's Deportivo all over again. I might not steal. I might not know. You might not. In which case, we'll just have That's to That's true, because if you stole and got it wrong... Can I choose, given that, can I choose the ball? Go on. Yep. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Dave does not like this one bit. It's fine. Elio, you get to choose the ball. Choose your destiny. That's how much Elio doesn't trust Daggett and myself. It's got to be the two yeah, blue ones. Elio has yeah. his hand on Joe's one. balls. <laughs> and he's That's got one. Leeds ball. Leeds ball. I'll let you do the honours, Joe. He's going to get it right. He's going to get it right. This I'll is an away question. So this is a Leeds question. He's going to get it right, and it's going to it's going to look on paper like a hammering. The thing is, if you decide not to steal, it's a does it then go to a tiebreaker? 
And we do another question. It's going to get it right, so it's not a problem. You got this, Elio. Emotional hedging again. All right, are we ready? Congratulations. Joe's smiling. So, that can only be bad. Elio, I just want to say congratulations. <laughs> He's mind games. Okay, We're taking so, defeat so well, yeah. He's I, mind games. I accept you. So here we are, Elio. Much like earlier in the season, it's right back to me asking you the last question. And if you get it right, you win Dave versus Elio. And the question is this. Who was Leeds United's top scorer in the league last season? <laughs> was it Patrick Bamford? It was. You have oh! won. You got very the easy well away done. question. That was very, very, very well done, Elliot. I was... How do you feel, Elliot? 27-25. Ah, 35-25. Of course it is. Sorry, yeah. I... Excellent execution of game plan. Never in doubt. I... I'm very happy. It's been a good day. <laughs> Emotional roller coaster. What's given you more joy today? Spurs beating Leeds or you beating Dave? Me beating Dave. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, it's not been your day. Commiserations. How do you feel at this moment? I thought I did okay. I thought Leeds didn't. <laughs> and I'm, um, you know. You at least made it a contact. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy our podcasts. That's it. That's it. <laughs> You sound like Antonio Conte after a defeat. What's happened to you? Maybe maybe I'm not the man for the podcast. Maybe you're not as good as you thought you were, Dave. Maybe you're not as good as you thought you were. Um, well, look, I think um, all jokes aside, very well done to Joe for putting that together. Those yeah, were actually some great questions. There were some horrible questions in there, but that just made it more fun. And to be fair, the guys did pretty well with them. So thanks for that. And well done to both of you. And thanks to everyone who's listened, first of all, and everyone who continues to listen every week. We love our support. And obviously, it's great having people tuning in from all over the world. One final huge thank you to Kennington Film Studios for having us today. You guys have been amazing. And it's been an absolute honor to be here. We've loved sitting in your lovely fancy studio and playing with our really fancy mics and, and making a huge mess of the whole place. <laughs> and we, uh, we hope to come back at some point in future as well. And to my guests, thank you for for another great episode. It's been quite a lengthy one, but I think it was warranted. You had a good day today, Joe? Oh, it's been absolutely amazing. Yeah, fantastic. Really enjoyed this. Closing thoughts, Elio, on the day? The best man did not win. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. And it's only fair to give the final musings to Dave over there, who's looking a bit glum. It's been Anything great. to add? It's been great. Poor performance from Leeds, but we move on. That's right. We'll go eat, get drunk now. Yeah, let's do that. And we will. And with that, I'm going to put you out of your misery, Dave, and I'm going to call time on this podcast. I think it's high time we all went home. Thanks again to everyone listening. Thank you all for being involved. Stay classy, Spurs fans, and we will see you next week. Here's Lucas Moura. Oh, they've done it! They've done it!